0: 3 John chapter 1 verse 2. Glory to God, and let's, uh, let's conclude. Uh, finish some things up, amen, with prosperity is real. Amen. Put the finishing touches on this. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Does anybody know that prosperity is real? Amen. We read it here again in 3 John 1 2, where it says, Beloved, I wish above what? I wish above what? All things that thou mayest what? Prosper and be in what? Health. Even as thy what? So prosper. Come on. We believe that it's God's will for us to prosper. Do we or do we not? Amen. Amen. When we believe spiritually and materially and physically. And we've seen it time and time again, time after time, that this is God's will for us. Come on, tell your neighbor, this is God's will for us. Come on. During this series, we looked at the definition of prosperity. We looked at the names of God, El Shaddai, and uh, was it another one, Jehovah, Jehovah, Jireh. I'm testing y'all a little bit. Come on. We went back and asked what kind of God did patriarchs know? We're talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then we talked about Joseph. And we found out they all knew a God who made them rich. They all knew a God who blessed them amazingly. Come on. We talked about the covenant of prosperity. God established the covenant of Abraham that applies to us today, and we are blessed. Okay. I am blessed. Well, y'all wouldn't say it, so I'm saying I am blessed. <laughs> Glory to God. Why? Because the blessing of Abraham is ours, and it includes material prosperity. And we found that the curse of the disobedient is not ours. We read about the curse in Deuteronomy chapter 28, but according to Galatians 3.13, we've been redeemed from the what? Curse of the law. In other words, we don't have to have it. And poverty is part of the what? Curse, and so is sickness. Now, the last couple of weeks, we studied the glory of God's house. Amen. We found that God lives in a large house. Amen. Amen. And we found that his house is beautiful. Let said say it again. His house is beautiful. And we said God's will in heaven can't be different than his will on earth. Amen. And that's why Jesus taught us to pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in what? Heaven. In what? Heaven. In heaven. Then we look closely at Solomon and how God made him so rich and prosperous that it took Queen Sheba's breath away. Amen? Amen. And everything was going well with Abram. Oh, not Abram, but Solomon. Amen. Everything was going well with Solomon until he what? He started looking at strange women. Let me some my water, the glass. Now we know Solomon is no dummy. Are you with me out there? Amen. We read, if you read Proverbs, Amen. Read Song of Solomon, if you read Ecclesiastes. God gave this man wisdom beyond his years. Amen. He had wisdom and understanding, but so did the devil. So did Lucifer. Are you with me out there? And I'm sure he thought, I can handle this. I know what I'm doing. I can have all these women. Amen. And they won't turn me away from my God. But in 1 Corinthians 15 it says, What's it say? 1 Corinthians 15 33. It says, be not what? Deceive. Evil communications does what? Corrupt good manners. Come on, that's New Testament. But where do you think Paul got that from? The Old Testament. The contemporary English version reads 1 Corinthians 15, 33, Don't fool yourself. Bad friends will destroy you. Say it again. Don't fool yourself. Bad friends will destroy you destroy you the NIV reads it this way don't be do not be misled bad company corrupts good character but I like the living Bible it says don't be fooled by those who say such things if you listen to them you will start acting like them you'll start what you'll start what acting like them and once again there's nobody so strong that they can spend time in places where people are yielding to the wrong spirits and it not affect them. Amen. Come on, are you with me out here? Those spirits will eventually rub off on you. Amen. Let me say it again. Those spirits will eventually rub off on you. And it took years for it to happen to Solomon, and I'm pretty sure he thought he had it all together like most people do today. Come on, say amen, somebody, especially Christians. Amen? amen. And when it all happened... God told him, you're going to lose the kingdom. Why? Because he started going after what he wasn't supposed to go after. And how many people understand, when you get away from God, and God is no longer number one in your life, you cannot maintain the blessing of God. Let me say it again. When you get away from God, God is no longer number one in your life, you cannot maintain the blessing of God. You're not going to have all the prosperity, and you're not going to have all the healing. If you desire the perfect will of God and healing, if you desire the perfect will of God and prosperity, that means you've got to do the perfect will of God. Are you with me out here? Now, we looked at a major foundation, foundational truth concerning God's prosperity. Look over to 2 Chronicles 26, 1. 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse 1. The last time we were together, we looked at others, but I just want to look at this one tonight. Hey, Mac, we have time to go over all the rest of them. Now, this has to do with King, King Uzziah, Uzziah, amen. And it says in verse 1, Then all the people of Judah took who? Uzziah, who was how old? How old? Sixteen years old. Do I have any teenagers in the house? Do I have any teenagers in the house? Amen. He was 16 years old, and they made him what? King in the room of his father, Amaziah, and he built Elop, and he, he restored it to Judah. I said after that the king slept with his fathers. It says sixteen years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned fifty and two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was also was Jokaliah of Jerusalem. And Look at verse four. What did he do? What did he do in verse four? And he did that which was what, right in the what. And the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did, in verse 5, we want to get to, and he did what? No he said he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions, and in, in verse that verse says, and as long as he what? As long as he sought the Lord, what did God do? God made him to what? God made him to what? Teenagers, God made him to what? prosper. Amen. Come on, say that with me. As long as he sought the Lord, Lord, God made him him to to prosper. prosper. Come on, say it again. As long as he sought the Lord, Lord, God made him him to to prosper. prosper. Come on, these are strong words, folks. God made him to prosper. God made him to prosper. But his only eyes, he sought the Lord. Come on, are you with me out here? But it also says in verse 5, go back up there again, it said he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding and vision of God. Now we know Zechariah was an older man, and he was like a father unto Uzziah. But when Zechariah died and went home to be at the Lord, Uzziah got off. Come on, with me out here. Why? Because he is no longer around that godly influence. So he didn't seek the Lord like he used to, and he began to have failure and destruction. Why? Because you got to always surround yourself with godly influences. Let me say it again. You have to always surround yourself with what? Godly influence. Because why? Once you depart from them, all the other stuff starts coming back. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. amen. All them old ways start coming back. All those old friends that that know you back when amen. start coming back. Amen. And it's like, oh, don't you know? Remember we used to. And Now that old man is all coming back. Come on, say, Amen, somebody. So you got to do what? Always surround yourself with what? Godly. Influences. As long as they sought the Lord, what happened? They what? They prospered. Once again, that reminds us of another scripture. Matthew what? Six thirty-three. We should have that one already installed. Come on, Matthew six thirty-three. What's it say? Come on, doesn't that sound like the same thing? As long as they sought the Lord. He calls them to prosper. And Matthew 6.33 says, But seek ye what? First the kingdom of God and his what? Right. Righteousness <laughs> or his way of doing things. And what's going to happen as a result? All these, All these what? Yeah. All these things shall be what? Added, Added unto who? Yeah. Me. Well, once again, we read, as long as they what? Sought the Lord. Amen. As long as they what? Sought the Lord. Amen. Well, what were they trying to find? They were trying to find his ways, his purposes, his this thing. Come on, say amen, somebody. His way of doing is because why? His way is always right. His plan is always right. And the reason you're seeking him is to do it his way. And see, so you're trying to find out the, what his will is and you are trying to find out what His way is, and then once you find out His will and His way, you agree with His will, and then you do it His way. Let me say it again. You're trying to find out what His will and His way is, and then once you find out His will and you find out His way and you agree with His will, and then you what? Do it His way. Somebody say His way. As long as you do it his way, you are going to prosper. So if you're not prospering, you better check how you're doing it. Try this side over here because it's kind of quiet. So if you're not prospering, what should you check? If you're not prospering, what should you check? Why? Because as long as you do it his way, you are going to prosper. Because God's word is true. Amen. Amen? The problem is not God's word. The problem has to be on the other end. Amen. Okay. Amen. Come on, say this out loud. But seek ye first, seek ye first. The, kingdom of God the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and his, righteousness. His, way things, his way of doing things, and all these things, all these things. shall be added unto me. Go to Luke 12, 22. Luke 12, 22. Let's see what he says here once again. And he said unto his disciples, Luke 12, 12, verse 22. Say amen when you get there. Amen. Amen. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither for the body what you shall put on. So the life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. It says, Consider the ravens. For they sow not, nor reap, which neither have storehouses nor barn. God does what? God feedeth them. How much more are you better than the fowls? And of which of you, with taking thought, can add to his statute one cubit. If you being not able to do the th- that thing which is least... Why take you thought for the rest? Then he says, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not what? arrayed like one of these. And if if then God so clothed the grass which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he what? Clothe you, O ye of what? little faith. And verse 29, and seek not ye what you shall eat or what you shall drink, neither be of you a doubtful mind. For all these things do to what? The nation of the world seek after and your father knoweth that you have need of these things. But verse 31, what did he tell you to do? But rather do what? Seek you what? The kingdom of God and all these things shall be what? All these things should be what? Right. Added unto you. Well, look at what he says here once again. He keeps saying, he says, don't seek, but seek something else. Mm-hmm. Don't seek, but seek something what mm-hmm. else. Well, don't seek what? Because why? Here's where people get off once again. And they read scriptures like First Timothy 6 5, turn there. 1 Timothy 6, 5, they use this scripture to preach against the prosperity message. Verse 5 says, perverse disputings of men are corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that what? Gain is godliness. From what? From such withdraw thyself. And at this point, that's when they begin to twist the scriptures. They say, verse 6, but godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. But we, for what? For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Like someone said, I never seen a hearse towing a truck load of their stuff. Come on, say amen, somebody. You brought nothing in, not even a stitch of clothes, and you're not taking anything out. Let me say it again. You brought nothing in, not even a stitch of clothes, and you're not taking anything out. Amen? Now, they might pile a lot of stuff in your coffin, but you're not even there. So don't get caught up or don't get caught in ownership because why? You're only here for a short time. We own nothing in a truer sense, folks. Hey, neighbor, you own nothing. Why? We're just using it for a while. Amen. Let me say it again. We're what? We're just using it for a while. So don't get caught up on stuff because why? You can't take stuff with you. To enable, you can't take stuff with you, especially these two right here. <laughs> Amen. You can't take what? You can't take stuff <laughs> With you, look <laughs> at <In> verse eight. <laughs> she should be pushing you, but you should also be pushing each other. <laughs> look at verse eight. <laughs> and having food and raiment, let us be what be with there for what? Content. Will they that be what that will be rich fall into what? Temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and what? Perdition. Now, people look at this and they say, This is why you don't want to be rich. But it says right here, if you really want to be rich, you're going to fall into foolish and hurtful lusts, and you're going to drown in destruction and perdition. Discounting all the scriptures that we read over the last 16 weeks. Come on, do we throw them away? Come on, do we throw them out? Once again, you you can't take one verse or half a verse and discard the whole Bible. Come on. The question is, what is the issue here? Let me read verse 9 from different translations. What is the true issue here? The New Living Translation reads, But people who long to be rich, people that what? Long to be rich. The Amplified Bible says those who crave to be rich. Those who what? Crave Crave to be rich. Another translation says those who set their hearts. Those who set their hearts. And see, it's all about desire. Come on. It's all about what? That's the issue. Tell your neighbor, that's the issue. Keep a marker here and go to Luke 12, 29. Look at that again. Remember what he told them. Luke 12, 29. He told them, and seek not ye what you shall what? Eat. Or what you shall what? Drink. Neither be you of a what? A doubtful mind. In other words, don't focus on the stuff and the things and just seek after that. Come on, what do you say here? But rather do what? Rather do what? But rather seek ye what? The kingdom of God. But rather do what? But rather do what? Seek ye what? Seek the kingdom of God. Now, you won't have any of that stuff, and you'll still be happy. Is that what it says here? No. It says all these what? Things shall be what? Add it on to you. So does he want you to have stuff or not? Okay, I'm good. Come on, tell your neighbor he does again. Yeah. Well, the question is, well, what's the problem then? Is the problem Is the problem having stuff? Come on, is it didn't have any stuff. No. The problem is what you seek after. Let me say it again. The problem is what you what? The problem is your focus. It's what? Your focus. Look at verse 13. And one of the companies said unto him, Master, do what? Speak to my brother, Luke 12, 13. Master, speak to my brother that he what? Divide the inheritance with me. Come on, have you ever seen people fighting over stuff? After somebody's died I went on to be the Lord. But we're going to see why they fight. Verse 14, he said unto them, Man, who made me to judge or divider over you? And he says unto them, Take heed. Take heed and do what? Beware of covetousness. Beware of what? Covetousness. For a man's life consists of not in the abundance of things which he what? Possesses. In other words, I don't care how much stuff you ever have. It will not make you happy. I don't care how much stuff you accumulate. You can have 30 mansions, 15 yachts, 50 cars and you got so much money, you can't keep track of it all, it will not satisfy you. Come on. It will not give you a sense of value. It will not give you a sense of purpose. It will not fulfill you. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why? Because your life does not consist in the abundance of what you have. That's not what you are. That's just what you have. Come on, are you with me out here? Why? Because all that stuff won't last forever. Why? It's just stuff. Tell your neighbor it's just stuff. And once again, the Lord told Papa Hagan, if you'll learn how to be led by my spirit, the Lord told him, I'll make you rich. If you what? Learn how to be led by my spirit. And once again, he was standing there puzzled. He's wondering, you know, because he never heard anything around the circles that he was around. Amen. And the Lord knew he was possible to think about this. And the Lord told him, listen, I'm not opposed to my children being rich. I'm opposed to them being covetous. He said, this is the issue. Tell your neighbor, this is the issue. See, God's will is prosperity. God's will is wealthy. God's will is, is rich. Come on, say amen, somebody. But rich is not the problem. Being wealthy is not the problem. Go back to 1 Timothy 6.10. 1 Timothy 6.10. What's the problem? It says for the what? Love of money. See, that's associated with covetousness. Are you with me out here? It says for the love of money. What? Not money in and of itself. What? The love of money is the what? Is the root of what? All evil. Which while what? Come on, y'all with me out here. Which while what? Some coveted out there. They did what? They erred from the faith, pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Listen, he's not talking about it's bad to be rich, is he? Come on, he's not talking about it's bad to be rich, is he? He's talking about people wanting to be rich more than they want God. Amen. Wanting money more than they want to please God. Amen. Come on. They want stuff more than they want to find out and do the will of God. Come on out you with me out here. And if that's number one thing on your heart, and if that's your priority, it will pierce you with sorrow. You'll get off your air because why? Because of the love of that and covetousness, covetousness is the root of all things and all that stuff is bad and evil. Amen. Are you with me out there? Verse 11. He says, but what? But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after what? Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, Might the good fight of faith. Lay hold unto what? Eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a what? Good profession before what? Many verses. Go down to verse 17. He's still talking about the same thing. Charge them that are what? Rich in this world to see how quickly they can get rid of it so they so they can because they can't serve God with the riches. They can't be close to God for all those riches. Is that what it says? No, No, it says here that they may not be what? High-minded. In other words, don't think you're all that just because you got a little money. Because why? Because that house and that car doesn't make you anybody. Why? It's temporary stuff. Verse 17, once again, charge them that are rich in the world that they be not what? High-minded. In other words, don't be snooty. No trust in what? Uncertain riches. But trust in who? But trust in the what? Living God who does what? Who gives us what? Richly. How many things? All things to do what? To enjoy. And that they do what? Verse 18. That they do good, that they be what? What? Rich in good works, ready to distribute, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a what? Good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold of what? On eternal life. See, you're doing good with riches, and he said you're going to be rewarded for it. You're going to be rewarded for it later on. Come on, say, I'm going to get my rewards. But let's come back to Luke 12, 26. And once again, let's identify the real problem. Tell your neighbor, we're going to identify the real problem. But once again, do you remember what we talked about last, last time we were together? What's the master key to God's prosperity? We read it earlier. But seek you first the kingdom of God in his what? Righteousness, his way up doing things and all these what things will be what added unto you seek you first seek you first and we read in the old testament as long as they sought the lord he caused them to prosper amen see people know matthew six thirty three, but they're not doing it they're not practicing it come on say amen somebody And like we say, it's just like in giving. When people get paid, many Christians the first thing to think about when they get paid is my house rent, my kids, my insurance, my this. We got to do this. Then somewhere along the line, say, I guess I better take something out for my tithes. Oh come on, say amen, somebody. Well, once again, once again, we said you've already violated the first principle of prosperity. Why? Because it has to be. First. It has to be what? First. His kingdom, his things, his business has to be what? First. In other words, you don't think about anything else first but him. you got to do what God tells you to do. Seek ye what? Seek ye what? First. Nothing else can take priority. Let me say it again. Nothing else can take priority. You can't desire anything, anybody more than you do him. Let me say it again. You can't desire anything or anybody more than you do him. He's got to be number one. No question about it. Have you found Luke 12, 12, 16 yet? Luke chapter 12, verse 16. Now, we already read he said, beware what? Covetousness, right? Yes. Then he describes covetousness in this parable. He says in verse 16, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? What shall I do? Verse 17. Because I have no room where to stow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, so thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thy ease. Eat, drink, and be married. Verse 20, but God said, God said him, Thou what? Fool. Thou fool. <laughs> this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then Who shall those things be which thou hast provided? Verse 21, so he that layeth up up treasures for himself. Now, listen, there's nothing wrong with having a savings account or investment. Why? Because you have to read the rest of this. It says, for he that layeth up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. Can't leave that out, folks. Amen. The issue is covetousness. It's what? It wasn't wrong for him to be rich. folks. It wasn't wrong for him to have great returns. But the more God blessed him, the more he thought about me and what I'm going to do. Come on, you with me Aya. Listen, all you hear in this whole passage is I, me, and my. Come on, when you got so many new clothes, so many new shoes coming in that you can't fit them in your closet, what should you do? Come on, could you have any other revelation Then what am I going to do with all my stuff? I got to have somewhere else to store all my stuff. So I got to build a bigger closet. I'll put some shelves. Because <laughs> you're thinking about my stuff. My stuff. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, you need to get delivered from that. Why? Right. Look around. Because, because, because the more you're blessed the more everyone around you is blessed. Why? Because you're rich towards God. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me in here. Tell your neighbor, wake up. But let's go back to this covetous thing again. Let's go back to this covetous thing. Because this began in the beginning. See, God made Adam and Eve rich. He made them rich. Look at Genesis 2:10. God made Adam and Reed, Adam and Eve, not Reed, Adam and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I woke him up. Hallelujah. God made Adam and Eve rich. <laughs> Genesis 2:10. <laughs> and it says the river went out of Eden to what? Do the what? Water the garden. And from thence it was parted and became into four heads. Now notice in verse 11. The name of the first is Pizan, that is, which compasses the whole land of Havilah, where there is go. Why God put that in there? Oh, but, oh, my God. Verse 12 says, And the gold of that land is good. Then he says, and there is Bethlehem and the ox stone. But what did God do in verse 15? The Lord God did what? Took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress and keep it. God put him in the land that was full of gold. Come on, say it to man. And he, then he said the gold was good. So they were rich. Tell your neighbor they were rich. Then he says in the very next verse in Genesis two sixteen, And the Lord God did what? Commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the, tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not what? Eat of it. God said, You can have a ball. Of all the trees in this garden, except one. Except what? Everything else. You know when God makes something, God hooks you up. Come on, say amen, somebody. He said you can have it all. Look at all these beautiful trees out here. You can have anything you want. Just don't touch this one. This one tree. I don't want you eating off of it. Because why? For in the day that thou eatest thereof, Thou shalt what? Thou shalt what? Surely die. Well, think about it. Not too many verses later, where do we see Adam and Eve? They hanging out by that one tree. Out of all the trees. They're hanging out by that one tree, the only one they're not supposed to eat from. What are they doing by this tree? Come on. Well, it says in Genesis 3, Genesis 3 6, and when know uh, what? And when the woman saw, <laughs> I ain't in there with you over there, boy. You on your own. And when the woman saw, <laughs> tell him he's on his own, Crigger. He's on his own. Tell him, check he's on his own. And when a woman saw, you kind of outnumbered in here. When the woman saw <laughs> that the tree was what? Good for food. In other words, she got to looking at it. And it looked like it taste good. And that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took her the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave it also to her dumb husband with her. And he did eat. Come on, say amen, somebody. But what's happening here? What's happening here? Up to this point, there hasn't been any sin. There hasn't been any sin. But you got to see how sin works. James describes it in James 1.13. You have to see how sin works. What's it saying here? James 1.13. He said, let no man say when he is tempted. I'm ringing out of him, Magic. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am what? Tempted of God. Tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with what? Evil. Neither tempted he any man. But verse 14. But every man is what? Tempted when he is what? Drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Listen, that's not the devil. That's not the devil. Well, what is covetousness? Covetousness is wanting something you know you're not supposed to have. Come on, are you with me out here? And this is the problem, I'm telling you neighbor, this is the problem. See, people have said stuff is bad. People have said that money is bad. People have said that being rich is bad, but how many poor people on this planet are covetous to the bone? All they do, come on, all they do is all day is they long for somebody else's stuff. And then you have some people that have all kinds of stuff and doesn't mean anything to them. Come on, are you with me out here? So it's not the riches. It's not the money. It's not the stuff. What is it? It's the heart. Tell your neighbor, it's the heart. It's what prior, what... It's what is priority to you. It's, what in, what's, it's what's important to you. Come on, say amen, somebody. What messed this whole thing up is what James described in verse 13. Then when lust has what? Verse 15, rather. Then when lust has what? Concede. And bring it forth what? Sin. And sin, when it's what? Finish. Bring it forth what? Bring it forth what? Death. Adam and Eve got to looking and desiring and watching and thinking about and sniffing and smelling and longing for the thing the Lord told them don't eat. Come on, say amen, somebody. And they took it, and it was sin, and they died. They were separated from God. Come on, are you with me out here? And every one one of us in this room have experienced this at, at different times of their life or at different forms. But guess what? But you don't have to give in, folks. If God tells you to leave that alone, then you can leave it alone. Let me say it again. If God tells you to leave that alone, then you can what? You can leave it alone. But what do he say in Exodus 20 verse 17? He said, "Thou shalt not what." Exodus 20 verse 17, "Thou shalt not what? Cover thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not what? Cover thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy what? Yes. Neighbors because why? God will give you your own donkey. Come on. He'll give you your own ox, your own wife, your own husband, or anything your neighbor has. And see, it's small for you to drool over someone else's stuff. And see, you ought to rejoice because why? Rejoice for they have more stuff, realizing they make new stuff every day. And the new ones are improved, so by the time you get yours, it'll be new and improved. Somebody say amen, somebody. Listen, I don't have to covet your stuff. I don't have to covet your stuff. Go to Colossians 3 1. (laughs) Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Come on, say, I want the new and improved model. (laughs) Colossians 3 1. Notice it says here. It says, if you didn't what? Be risen with Christ seek those things which are where? Above where Christ seated at the what? Right hand of God. Doesn't Ephesians say we're seated where? With him? In heavenly places, right? Right there with him, right? Then he says, amen. Verse 2. Set your what? Affection on what? Things where? Above not on things on the earth. For you are what? Dead. And your life is hid with who? Christ in God. And then it says, when Christ who is our life, your car is not your life, your house is not your life, clothes, jewelry, money is not your life, your business is not your life, your job is not your life. It says, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him, what? In glory. glory. Christ is my life. Tell your neighbor, Christ is my life. life. This is not just religious talk. It's supposed to be a reality. Why? You can't enjoy anything without him. Come on, say it out loud. He is, my life. he is my life. I'm in him. I'm in him. He's in me. He is in me. I desire him, I desire him above all. Above all. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now it goes on to say in Colossians verse 5. Colossians 3.5. He says, Mortify therefore what? Amen. Your members which are upon the earth. Then he says, What? Morning morning. Fornication. Amen. Uncleanness. Inordinate affection, evil confuciance, and what? And what? Covetousness, which is what? Which is what? Idolatry. Now, if you notice, idolatry is stronger and rampant today. And it's among those that do not have statues in their house. He said covetousness is praying to a rock. Well, what do you mean? What's the first commandment? Well, look at, look at Exodus 20, verse 2, because I mean, most of y'all going to misquote it anyway. <laughs> Exodus 20, verse 2. I am what? The Lord thy God, which have what? brought thee out the land of Egypt, out the house of bondage. Thou shalt not what? Have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not what? Make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in what? In the earth beneath, or that is what? In the water or under the earth. Thou shalt not bow thyself to them, nor serve them, for I what? Come on. Are y'all reading it? For I what? The Lord thy God, am I what? Jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandment. Anybody love the Lord in here? Listen, there's no other God. There's only one God. But he says here, notice, let's read that again, because I want you to get this now. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. God bought anybody out of bondage in here. He said, thou shalt serve, thou shalt have no other God before me, no other God. You shall not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, heaven above or in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow thyself to them, nor what, serve them, for I am the Lord thy God, I am a what, jealous God. I mean what? Jealous God. I mean what? Listen, there's no other God. There's only one God. Come on. He's my God and I love Him above all. Come on, you with me out here? See, there's nobody or nothing in competition with Him in my life. Let me say that again. There's nobody or nothing in competition with Him in my life. Everybody in your family all your friends, all your coworkers, your bosses should know. Don't make me pick between you and my God. Don't make me pick. Don't say, if you're going to follow the law. well, I'm out of here. Because I'm going to say bye-bye. Don't let the door hit you in the butt on your way out. Come on, say amen, somebody. Because why? Because I don't even have to think about it. Amen. You must love him above everything. Amen. Somebody say above everything. above everything. If you love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and strength, listen. You're not going to be hung up about how much money you have Amen. or stuff. Because why? You understand. You have. The, you understand. Everything you have is His anyway. Come on, say, I understand that. And you're going to do with it, or you're going to do what he says to do with it. Come on, say amen, somebody. How, where, when, and to whom? Come on. Now, it would be nice if everybody thought like this, but they don't. Let me say they don't. So many people are covetous, and the Bible says it's idolatry. Why? C- covetousness blinds people. It does what? Blinds. blinds people. You have intelligent businessmen or even ministers who know God, but they got dollar signs in their eyes. Come on, are you with me out here? Come on, and they go and do some stuff that you'll say, I know they, they see how stupid that is. Come on, I know... that. I, I, I know they got to hear how stupid that sounds. And then they go and do it anyway. Why? Because covetousness blinds people to the leading of the Lord. Let me say it again. Covetousness blinds people to the what? To the leading of the Lord. Covetousness blinds you to the wisdom of God and the plan of God for your life. It blinds you. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, all of us can relate. There's nobody here in this room that has never been covetous. Let me say that again. There's nobody in this room that has never been covetous. And covetousness will blind you from God's highest and best because why? covetousness says get it now, anyhow. Get it now, anyhow. When does your flesh want stuff? Somebody say now. Does it want to wait? No. Amen. Well, just order it and it'll be here six or eight weeks. Does your flesh want to hear that? No. no, especially in our microwave society. Come on, say amen, somebody. We want it, now. we want it, now. and covetousness says, "Get it now, anyhow." Amen. Get it what now, anyhow? And covetousness is willing to get things done by questionable means. Covetousness is willing to get to obtain something through wrong ways and method or stand by and not look why somebody else does it. As long as I didn't see it. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Why? Because your flesh wants it. Because your what? Your flesh wants it. And at that point, guess what? You want that thing more than you want to please God. I'm preaching good in here. I'll get kind of quiet at Presbyterian church. Come on. And every one of us has done it one time or another. Every one of us has done it one time or another. But it's bad. And it's what Adam and Eve did in the garden. It's bad, and the Bible calls it idolatry. Somebody say idolatry. It's like praying to another God. Are you with me out here? Now, we don't take it seriously like that, but that's what the Bible says. It's like praying to a what? Another God. But like we said, it's not what you got, it's how you got it. Amen. Did you get it at the expense of your God? What did Abram tell King Solomon? I mean, I, the king of Sodom, when he came and offered him the goods. Genesis 14 22 what did, what, did, what, did, what did Abram tell the king of Sodom he said I lifted up my hand unto the Lord who the most high God the possessor of what heaven and earth that I will not what take from a thread even into the shoe that I will not what take anything that is thine lest thou shouldest say I have made Abram rich See, it's not important what you got. What's important is how you got it. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, we don't just want a bunch of stuff. We want the Lord to be glorified. We want it to be seen that he did it. He did it for us. Say hey neighbor, he did it for me. And there will be a test you have to pass. Why? Because there'll be times where you have to refuse the money because it ain't right. Amen. Amen. Because it didn't come the right way. Amen. And you don't go to the store and you hand them a 10. And they give you back 20 and some change. And you pull around the corner you're talking about glory to God. <laughs> the Lord bless me today. No, you better get back to the store as quick as possible. Why? It's a test. And so many people have failed the test. I want to blame God. Oh, God, bless me today. Give it back. Turn it over. give it back. But why do people keep the stuff? Why do they keep the stuff? Covetousness. Why do they hold on to other people's stuff? Oh, Lord, I'm preaching good in here. Covetousness. And beware of this, too. Tell your neighbor, beware of this, too. Oh, Lord, this is really going to get them. When people learn the principles of faith, claiming things. Come on, tell your mouth, somebody. Believing for things. Numerous times what people do, if they get their eyes on other people's stuff, And in their mind, they're saying, I believe I perceive that God is dealing with them to give me their stuff. (laughs) And that's you coveting their stuff. Even if you think God is dealing with them, that's the more reason you say not a word. Oh, come on, Sam, I'm preaching good in here. And you better get your mind off of it. Make up your mind, no man is my source. No company is my source. My job is not my source. The government, the government is not my source. God is my source. I'm not limited to my paycheck. I'm not limited to, pe- to the people I know who got money. People are coveting after other people's stuff and they're calling it faith. And they're all the time dropping hints. that? Just like y'all, they laugh about it. Isn't God dealing with you about giving me that purse? <laughs> those shoes you better pray about it so you don't lose your blessing (laughs) (laughs) and they joke about it well God does deal with people that give me stuff that's why I don't joke about it and if I thought he was dealing with someone come on That's the more reason you don't say a thing. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, say it loud. Don't get your eyes on people. Don't get your eyes on someone else's stuff. My eyes on the Lord because he's my source. Come on, say he's my source. Yes, it's going to come to you through people because why? The Bible says give and it shall be what? Give unto me how? Good measure, pressed down, shading together, and running over, shall men give unto my what? Bosom. But you don't know which men. You don't know which woman and who? Where? It's not your business to tell the Lord. Come on, are you with me out here? So you don't go, Lord. So and so got a lot of money. Why don't you deal with him to give me a little bit of that money? What's happening? You're out of line. You crossed the line, so you need to be quiet. You need to repent. Come on, say amen, somebody. God does not require your assistance in this area. (laughs) Come on, are you with me out here? Covetousness. Somebody say covetousness. What is covetousness? It's idolatry. Having some God above the Lord God. Having some God above who, the Lord God, something is more. Listen, something is more important to you. You listen to it, or them. You prize it more. You put aside God's things in order to do that. Anything that's more important to you, and you care more about that than God. Listen, you're in danger of losing, including people. You're in in danger of losing everything. Let me say that one more time. What is covetousness? Something that is more important to you. You listen to it or them. You prize it more. You put aside God's things in order to do that. Anything that's more important to you and you care about that more than you do what God you're in danger of losing that including people or Roberts would always say what you compromise to keep you will eventually lose and listen to this even preachers will say and people will always even try to tell me oh this is gonna hurt y'all Even preachers will say people will try to tell me family is first. Family is before ministry and family is before church. It wasn't with Moses. It wasn't with Paul. And it wasn't with Jesus. Well, let's settle this. Go to Matthew 12, 47. But people will tell you. Family is first. Family is first before ministry. Family is first before church. Well, let's settle it. So y'all be looking at me crazy. <laughs> Matthew twelve forty seven. Then said unto him, "Behold, my thy mother, and thy brethren stand without doing what." Desire to what? To speak with thee. But he answered and said to them that told him, Who is my mother? Who is my what? Brother. Then he did what? He stretched forth his hand towards his disciples and said, Behold. Hello. Y'all hear? Y'all getting quiet on me? Behold my what? My brother, my mother and my brother. Oh, here go, verse 50. And whosoever shall what? Do the will of my Father which is in heaven the same as my brother, my sister, and mother. You do not put your spouse first. You do not put your children first. You do not put your job first. Come on, say amen, somebody. God and the things of God are first. I know y'all don't want to hear it. But I'm going to preach it anyway. God and the things of God are what? First. And as long as you seek the Lord, what does it say? He will cause you to what? Prosper. Say that out loud. As long as I seek the Lord, as long as I put him first, he will prosper me more and more. Come on, say it again. As long as I seek the Lord, as long as I put him first, he will prosper me. More and more. Lift your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. This is Bible here, folks. This is Bible. But how many times have we put so many things before the things of God? And then we want to walk in all this prosperity. Prosperity. Want everything to go smoothly. But it's quick for allow something to get in the way of what God told us to do. Well, I'm preaching good. Father, we thank and we praise and we glorify.